You might not know it now, but censorship is rife right now. And you might not know that because it's censorship. And it's going to get a lot worse as, of course, YouTube just announced that they're creating a new panel of, of, of experts to prevent the spread of fake news, a.k.a. more digital book burning that we've been seeing. It's such an atrocious and outrageous way, even banning doctors from giving out their theories and their observations about what is happening right now. It's it's absolutely ridiculous what's happening out there, Tim. Uh, what How this channel's been hit, how the main channel, We Are Change, has been hit, has been demonetized, downranked in the algorithm. But now, it's not just people who are independent media that give you a perspective that you can't get anywhere else, that give you a perspective outside of the mainstream media, that give you an, a look into situation from the outside. It's not just those guys getting hit it's doctors and again the the latest uh, video uh, that was released that was taken down and censored i mean is there could there even be a more egregious case of of censorship than this tim no i don't think i don't really think there can be i watched this whole video a few days ago and i it sort of sucks because i actually went through and like time stamped like probably like 15 different parts of the video because i thought it was an excellent video and i wanted to do a full report on it the problem is there's so much good stuff from that video that I thought we would be, you know, in sort of some sort of copyright type strike situation. So we didn't end up getting around to making that video, but you know, we've, we've had good luck in the past where we did that Bill Gates video on Marina Abronovich and then they took it down. So this time we didn't get a chance to make that video, that response video in real time. But I watched the whole thing and you guys were very measured. Uh, if anything, some of the criticism from the alternative community that I got was that maybe that they were still too pro vaccines and still toting the line too much. Yep. Yep. Look. Well, some of the numbers were questioned and Peak Prosperity, another uh, channel by Dr. Chris Morrison, actually broke down some of the points that he disagreed with them. But uh, I I think, uh, you know, even if you disagree with something, the information should still be out there. Like these are like doctors sharing their observations. Some of the points I, you know, I didn't agree with. Some of the points were countered by Peak Prosperity. But still, why censor it? You're going to make this uh, so much more popular because of that, uh, you know, desperate act, which is ridiculous. Well, speaking, I mean, if you want real peak prosperity, how about you let people get back to work? So, I mean, we've had 26 million people who've lost their jobs. I mean, it's not peak prosperity for them. So, you know, all these doctors are really questioning is, you know, listen, is it worth it? Is it worth it to have, uh, you know, this woo-woo flu over here to shut down the entire country, cause mass devastation off something where the numbers don't appear to be nearly as bad as what we were initially told by people like Dr. Fauci? But, you know, we should have that debate that it should be on there for us to decide whether or not, you know, and, and people just as smart individuals. I mean, it's always a government who wants to say, you know, we're going to tell you what to believe. I mean, like Chris Cuomo during the WikiLeaks a few years ago, it's like, you know, it's illegal for you guys to read this, but, you know, you're getting the information from us as CNN, the trusted sources, and uh, that's how you can, you you know, it's true. And and I only had a a reason no one knows who I am besides, you know, doing videos with you and Josh is because my my Facebook was shut down after three months when I went from no subscribers to 32,000 within three months, and now I'm at 31,000 four years later because I had a fake news list go viral before anybody i was literally patient zero from from stealing that term from the left and i would love for somebody to find one before me because i've been trying to find one and i couldn't but it's not saying it's because of me it's because then it's having that that zeitgeist but now i was very optimistic back then in 2016 because i thought independent journalists people could uh 
you know, people people like me could, you know, get out there and have a voice. But now because of the censorship, you can't just go out there and start your own YouTube channel yeah. and expect to, you know, have it take off if you're covering these types of stories. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's a very important aspect here. That's why participation by the audience is more important than ever. Just like you vote with your dollar, you also vote with your views and attention. And that's very, very important. But we have to understand there's a debate raging right now. Uh, whether to open or not to open, that debate should be open. That debate should, of course, be varied by different opinions, different perspectives, different information that you could evaluate and look at. When you get rid of that one particular argument, you're not making your side look good at all. And again, open or not open, I'm all for that debate. Uh, and one thing to me that is not debatable throughout all of this is that there have been some bureaucrats there have been some police officers that just became power hungry tyrants that are abusing their powers throughout all of this and i wanted to talk about this because this is the truly egregious thing to really worry about especially when you look with it as it's matched with censorship so we have censorship and silencing of independent voices on one side and another side we have politicians that are supposedly there to represent you being totally silent about it getting more power <laughs> and abusing it and in some of these cases of, of what's been happening out there are absolutely ridiculous we got an article here by the sun that talks about how two police officers on quad bikes were flying a drone around to find people that were by themselves and were sunbathing. I mean, this is such an egregious case. There's been drone used, there's been drones used by local police departments in the United States, some of them made in China, some of them in the United Kingdom, going after people in nature alone, getting vitamin D. That's the healthy thing to do. That's a good thing to do for And they advertise and the police yeah. advertise it like look what we do, look what we just yeah. did, and we help save people. And uh you don't want to be the next person that gets, you know, beat down by Italian fascist police, like, like yeah. advertising it. It's just crazy. Yeah, you're not you're not helping anyone there. You're only making the situation that much worse. Many police officers are super spreaders of this sickness many of them are not wearing ppe there's this other footage we have here on twitter which we should play in the background here showing how a 93 year old couple is being heckled by a cop on a horse not wearing any gloves not wearing any masks not taking protective precautions at all just going from person to person saying how dare you be in nature doing something good for your health during this health pandemic i mean this is ridiculous uh, you know, enforcing social distancing by not social distancing is stupid. It's asinine. And if people want to be in nature, they should be. They should be allowed to be. This video was supposed to be about Mike Pence and uh, and, uh, and New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio. We kind of got sidetracked here because of the censorship efforts. But 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 uh, just to kind of refocus our, uh, you know, the video's attention here, uh, politicians, bureaucrats shouldn't be trusted with authority since of course they themselves with don't anything. follow the rules yeah they don't follow the rules that they even put out there and that's a perfect uh, example of what happened with mike pence <laughs> and of course the new york city mayor bill de blasio who in one of the photos i don't know if you could put put it up here but in one of the photos was shown again not wearing any of the protective gear just had a whole bunch of nurses that were exposed to the sickness huddle around him as he of course is taking non-essential travel trips uh to parks and and i've criticized him from the very beginning of this going to gyms 
And now he is overacting. And, and if there ever is an example of what you shouldn't do as a politician, it's definitely Bill de Blasio. I mean, you look at his presidential run, it's just it's just cringy just even thinking about it. But you look at his wait, he, 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 wait he ran for president? No, it's kidding. So. Yeah. You look at his handling of this situation, it's atrocious. From the beginning, he's like, oh, guys, don't worry. Go to Chinatown. It's fine. It's all good. Fight racism and bigotry. Don't be scared. Go out there. And now <laughs> he's like, we need the martial law. <laughs> and, and even the New York governor had to stop him and, and say, hey, uh, stop scaring people because you're not handling this right. And now he has made very egregious, strong comments against the Hasidic Jewish community here in New York City that, of course, is not abiding by any of the recommendations. And they're having huge funeral services with thousands of people. I don't know if you could pull up some of these photos here of just the, the funeral that took place not so long ago here in Brooklyn. Brooklyn is the most heavy heaviest hit borough. Uh, it's the, the heaviest hit place, according to the official numbers, uh, than anywhere else in the world. Um, and uh, when you look at the Hasidic Jewish uh, population that hasn't been abiding by this, many people have been directly pointing to them as being responsible for not social distancing. As you could see photos of them, thousands in the street uh, for a funeral, which now the, the, the idiot of New York City, the mayor, is saying people will be arrested for 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 attending. So uh, absolutely ridiculous. It would be interesting to study the Hasidic community to see uh, the number of cases that uh, the Hasidic Jewish community has, the, the the death rate that they have. Since, again, they've been kind of acting like their own independent Sweden uh, in Brooklyn. So it's it's it. it, it brings a perplexing kind of situation. Well, well, there is something called the First Amendment where the government can't tell the church what to do. And so in this situation, I mean, I you know, I think it's the, the government has no business telling the church what to do. And now every time I go to New York City, I get mobbed by these people thinking I'm I'm one of them and uh they never leave me alone. So you know one of guess, them, you racist? <laughs> how dare you? Oh, they, it's like just, just because I've got a big nose, glasses, curly hair, and walking out of a financial building does not mean I'm a Hasidic Jew. But thank you very much. So now, uh, so you can see why why they might think that. But uh, yeah, so we I have a, a message right here from Bill De Blasio on screen. My message to the Jewish community and all communities is this simple: the time for warnings has passed. I've instructed the NYPD to proceed immediately to summons or even arrest those who gather in large groups. This is about stopping this disease and saving lives. Period. We have lost so many these last two months and i understand the instinct to gather to mourn but large gatherings will only lead to more deaths more families in mourning we will not allow this i have instructed the nypd to have one standard for this whole city zero tolerance and only the nypd and other people wearing shiny badges only they can congregate with other people and talk to 93 year olds but uh you and i you know can't uh, go mourn when a rabbi dies apparently so yeah. Well, of course, the, the comments have been met with a lot of criticism and, and rightfully so, because, again, it's an extraordinary kind of situation, arresting mourners at funerals, targeting, you know, the Hasidic Jewish community. Again, I really would love to have more testing to find out exactly what's happening with the Hasidic Jewish community, because it's a very tight knit community. They don't allow or talk to or congregate with many outsiders. They congregate okay. within themselves. The, I'll, I'll, the go, I'll, go, I'll go deep undercover for you next time when I'm in there. So since yeah. I always think I'm there, I'll go deep undercover. I mean, they have their own police. They have their own EMTs. They have their own whole system. And they even have their own mafia. There was a case of, of, a, of a drug lord, Hasidic Jewish rabbi, 
that that was accused of really horrible things. I mean, the, the, it's its own ecosystem, especially in Brooklyn. Again, Brooklyn, the most heaviest hit borough and the most heaviest hit city in the most heavy hit, heaviest hit state, according to, of course, uh, the numbers here. And people are saying the rabbi that was mourned, that's when thousands of people came out, apparently also died from uh, COVID-19. Again, we, we don't know the exact data, but uh, I could definitely reassure people that uh, Bill de Blasio is not the right person for the job. He's not the right person for any job. <laughs> He's an incompetent little boob head who has delusions of grandeur, thinking he could be president of the United States, who hasn't handled the situation seriously from the beginning. Now he's calling for martial law, and now he's calling for people being arrested at their funeral. Like this what? man is the perfect epitome of Bozo the Clown that should be just laughed at and shouldn't be treated seriously. But do you, do you know what his history was before this? Like I have no idea what the Blasio was doing before this. Is it some some, other prob some probable bureaucrat, probably a teacher. I don't know for sure. Uh, I'm going to look that up. But do you want to queue up the the Mike Pence story because that's also getting a lot of traction with him trying to, of course, <laughs> make sure that he could look people in the eyes while still wearing a face mask. The vice president of the United States still can't figure that out. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff on Twitter. And actually, Pence is an idiot is trending. And I'm, I'm sort of new to Twitter. I uh, haven't really been on it too much. But I was going on there. And there's just all these hilarious memes that are there. But apparently, Pence said he wanted to be able to look people in the eyes, which is one of the reasons why. Now, I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know if he said what that. What are the reasons why he didn't wear a mask, a, a face mask? Because he wanted to look people in the eyes. Are yeah. you kidding me? Sorry, go ahead. I'm still yeah. looking up Bill de Blasio's past. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty great. So we are watching a video right now. Here he is. You know, he's fist pumping everybody, but they all, everyone, every single person in the hospital has a mask on. And I believe his response was something along the lines of, "Well, you know, I'm the vice president. I'm tested. I'm tested all the time, and everybody around me is tested all the time. Therefore, I'm safe, and so I'm safe to be around everybody else because I'm God and I'm Mike Pence." And uh, that's you know because there's always different rules. So you know the, you know do as do as we say, not as we do. If it pleases the crown, so everybody else, you guys have to wear masks. But if you're Mike Pence, you don't have to. So we're just gonna go through and maybe go through. As you see, here's a picture: mask, 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 no mask. And uh, yeah, so there is some pretty hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so, so so now somebody has somebody made a meme where it actually it shows uh, a mask just covering his eyes, and the rest is all exposed. And so yeah, t leave it to Twitter. Yeah, lots of uh, lots of somebody has the mask emoji. Over over his face on uh, Twitter. So you're getting, you're getting a lot of the uh, pr pretty great stuff. But even, you know, even Trump is not wearing a mask. I mean, I'm not wearing a mask, but I'm also not the one telling everybody to go wear a mask. Where Whereas, you know, Trump and, and Pence are doing that. But, you know, what time in human history, though, have we quarantined the healthy? And so, you know, I do somewhat agree well, with that. Wearing a mask and quarantine are two separate things. Lockdown and masks are two, two, two separate things. I think the ideas of, of masks are a good one even before all of this. Even before all of this controversy, before the coronavirus, before all the sickness, I still thought it was, it was wise to wear a mask just like the Asian countries did. I did a lot of traveling in Asian countries, in, in uh, Thailand, in, uh, you know, uh, Korea, in Japan, in uh, Philippines. And, 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 you know, it's normal for a lot of people to wear masks. And I was like, why are people wearing masks? Are they sick? Are, are how many people are, you know, infected here? What's going on here? At first, I was worried. At first, I was startled. It was a culture shock. Like, oh, what the hell? You know, this place is, you know, it, it wasn't something I was used to. But then it was explained to me that people wear the masks out of courtesy to make sure that they don't spread any sickness or illness since there's a lot of different influenzas running all around Asia. 
and they have more of a significant impact than, of course, other more modern Western countries, especially in more kind of poorer areas that I traveled to. But if you look at Hong Kong, they're a territory that has pretty much commonly, culturally, acceptably used face masks. They almost wiped off all of influenzas in their country. They don't deal with a massive flu season like we do. And I think that's that's something to think about. I think it's courteous. I think it also hides your identity for a big brother. I think it's something that uh, is nice and respectful, especially to elderly people or the immune compromised. You know, some people are saying, well, if you're old or if you're you know, immune compromise, stay home. I mean, we, we all got to go shopping sometime. We all got to get our groceries somehow, and there's no other way to to do that. So I, it's it's one little step. I wouldn't mandate it. I wouldn't say the government should enforce it, but I think it should be incentivized. And I think there should be some public information and education surrounding this to incentivize human beings to do this out of courtesy. Um, I don't think we should be using government to do this, but I think it's the common sense approach to, uh, you know, sway off a lot of, you know, the bigger problems here. You look at the countries that culturally have it acceptable to wear masks. Look at countries like uh, the Czech Republic, where uh, where they, you know, incentivized wearing masks. They talked about wearing masks. They're dealing with this a lot better than the countries that didn't. And it's something small. It's something simple. And I think, why not? Why not? Sorry. America, I don't know. That, that's why not. But anyways, I'm looking yeah, at. Yeah, but but it's so. like a, but America. But do you have any logical things to go against? Like saying, hey, it would be nice if you would wear a mask. Is there anything against that? Is there anything wrong with me saying? Because there's been a lot of feedback that's been very negative. What's the negative consequences here? I mean, I live in I, I live in Arizona, dude. It's it's already 100 degrees. I don't I don't need that mask mask versus mask. Oh, so it's your convenience. So it's your no. convenience that, that you you know you you don't want a little sweat. Those who would trade those who would trade. Do you wear makeup? Is that it? Those is, who would trade temporary convenience for sa and liberties for safety. This is something not, like this that. This is not liberty. This is convenience. So. This is this. Uh, <laughs> you're just making stuff up here. I am not. I'm uh, like, trying to quote uh, Benjamin Franklin or Thomas. Jefferson. I forgot which one. Anyways, so, we, so I've got tissue on my face. Oh my god. The Tyranny. Oh my God! Stop no. being a fool. As I'm, oh. as I'm locked in my house, so yeah. So I mean, I'm not that it's well. Know, well, again, some it's all depending on how the government's approach. South Dakota never locked down. There was a bunch of states that didn't have mandatory stay-at-home orders. A bunch of states um, that we need to kind of talk about. Uh, you know, there's still a lot to find out here. But again, well, well one of the guys I want government. I do not want government. I would like to have citizens considerate of others and maybe taking a step that could potentially and has scientifically shown to prevent the spread of this and other sicknesses to other fellow human beings. I think that's a common sense approach. Yeah, so I am trying to take a look right now at uh, Bill de Blasio, but this is my, my first, I'm sort of doing this in real time right now. Okay. Other than convenience, other than convenience, is there another argument? I got the Bill de Blasio uh, information here. To to not wear a mask. I mean, I yes. think that this whole thing is a scam, and it's basically like, okay, people die of the flu every year, and but, we've got about the same amount of people dying from the flu. I mean, if I'm I'm a, not with the lo again, we don't know because again, we had a huge freaking lockdown. We don't know for sure. We don't know for sure. Yeah, like and 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 well, then the people, like the, then the people, then the people that don't want to go outside. Maybe there should be some sort of you know leniency of okay, if you are an employee and you don't want to go to work, then maybe there's some sort of thing of okay, you don't get fired if you don't go to work or something like that. But maybe the government then goes pays those people. We don't need to shut everything down. Now, obviously, that would be taken advantage. It, it, of it all depends on the states. It all depends on the states and their handling of it. And there have been other people that have opened their business up and and nothing has happened. Tesla just disobeyed the orders. There's a bunch of people that are just dis 
disobeying the orders and they're carrying on. And if they're carrying on, if they have a little bit of courtesy, I, I think that wouldn't hurt people. And I think that would be good. Uh, but I, I agree with some of the outstanding elements. I'm not a fan of government. Government has been atrocious here. Uh, but but again, is there uh, is there a logical argument not to wear masks? Uh, I mean, I think in terms of, I mean, what, some of the things the doctors were talking about is while you're inside at your at your home, what you're doing is you're not exposing yourself to other to other good bacteria that's out there, and then you are then actually decreasing your immune system. So that that and again, I'm not a doctor; it's not my main yeah. my main area of expertise. Okay, we uh, could jump. We could just jump to it until uh, unless you have something really strong uh, to say. Well, oh, no, the strongest thing is that as everybody then goes boom, let's all go back to work on May first or something, or what, different places, different times, different different locales. But anyways, let's say we. All all go back to work at the same time. Now you have everyone who has weakened immune systems that haven't been outside. They're not getting the vitamin D. They were told not to get vitamin C. They were told to wear masks and not to wear masks and everything get conflated by the government. Now they're all going to go back to work at the same time if they have jobs. And those people are going to be more at risk for getting sick. And then you probably then see a wave of all this stuff get even worse. And then we're then we're going to be locked down forever. We're just going to live in complete lockdown mode. And so I think this has been way overblown, like probably one of the biggest overblown reactions in the history of the world. Uh, you know, certainly pro in the history of my lifetime, we were both about the same age here. So, uh, and then we weren't like, planning on having this whole thing. I wanted to get into De Blasio yeah. and, to, uh, oh, anyways, I, yeah. and I'm, everything you said, sure. Okay. But other places that have a culture of wearing masks, they didn't need to lock down. They didn't need to implement these huge economic restrictions and they didn't and they're doing a lot better than we are so just something to think but about by here. needing to lock down if you're in china or, or one of these asian countries and people are very subservient to government very subservient to you know authority telling them what to do they're not they don't have the american culture they don't have you know 350 million guns of people that are willing to push back on them and so it's a little bit different situation over there than well, well it's the not no 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 I'm, just, I'm i'm not saying guns it has nothing to do with guns i'm just saying you know places where they wear masks this hasn't hit as hard as it did to places that didn't wear masks. And because it hasn't hit as hard, the government didn't need to step in, didn't need to intervene, and they haven't intervened. And many of the economies are still running, obviously not as strong as before because of the fear, because of the impact of this, but they're still running. And well, they, they, also fake, under, they also have fake, they also have fake numbers. And I mean, what they're they, coming out they in didn't China, go under, so. I mean, if you compare the numbers in like South Korea, in Japan specifically, you know, uh, you know, Northern Asian, very intelligent countries, you look at their handling of this, uh, you know, th there hasn't been that of draconian, restrictive, hardcore measures. There's been, you know, uh, tr tracking and tracing and making sure that people wear masks. And I think that's been one of the factors uh, that, that it hasn't really exploded there as it has everywhere else and hasn't devastated the economy as it has everywhere else. So I think that's just something worth considering. Yeah, I mean, we also yeah. have people flying in from all over the world and uh, here, whereas in other places, it's maybe not as much the case but Tokyo you ever been in Tokyo holy cow there's people living on top of each other like little boxes it's crazy in there same with Hong Kong uh, Hong Kong's absolutely well, I, mean, I would like to see their economic incentives of if those places have let's say okay if you are in Tokyo in a hospital and you have COVID maybe you get you know $35,000 or do you get one th is there any economic incentives to then diagnose people or are they doing it after the fact like they're doing America but oh this person died two months ago we didn't they they may we're not going to actually test them for it but we're just going to say they died of COVID or oh they were skydiving and the parachute didn't open and hit the ground but oh they had COVID too and so I don't trust no. any of these numbers yeah. that, that anybody's saying well, uh, they're, they're taking it seriously and there's a lot of data coming from epidemiologists especially in Korea especially in uh, Japan 
that have been really on the forefront uh, of this, clarifying it. And, and uh, you know, there's there's there should be doubt, especially with Dr. Fauci, which we talked about in just a little bit, especially of Bill Gates and all these other individuals. Not but Bill Gates. Have, huh, yeah, but we'll, you know, we'll, I doubt, uh, I doubt all of them. But, but, but when we have so many countries coming together, working on this, getting the information out there and, you know, conciding on this same kind of belief, I think it's worth considering because, again, <laughs> that's know, exactly why I don't believe it is that there's so many countries all coming together. So that's like that's like one Iran, of the I mean, uh, Iran, you know, Japan, uh, you know, Korea, you know, Germany, Poland, Italy, Spain. I mean, uh, you know, the, well, the Iran one, that one, yeah, that was that's sort of like a curveball because obviously we're not in the same ball with them. But you know, did we yeah, then? But I then mean, did we then go in and? But the thing is, I mean, either way, it's Ecuador. A, we're talking about like 185 countries that have been dealing with this and then, you know, taking it seriously to pull off such a big kind of, let's just, you know, theorize here. Let's say all of it's a, a lie. You need 183 countries, not just individuals in those countries, but, you know, all of them to be on the same page here. So that's something that, that would be difficult to, to uh, pull off. I'm not saying it hasn't happened, but I'm just saying um, the likelihood of that happening doesn't look good to me. Yeah. yeah so and I'd right rather, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I'm trying to get back into the Bill de Blasio stuff, but this is like, I'm having this conversation, also trying to read this in real time. So, so as part of his early life, his mother, Maria de Blasio, attended Smith College, served in the Office of War Information during World War II. So, I mean, it's always, you know, we're in an information war, and back then it was the Department of War and not the uh, Defense Department. So actually, I thought that got changed before that. But anyways, during the 1950s, at the height of the Red Scare, both Maria and Warren, so his dad, were accused of having sympathetic interest in communism. Oh, I skipped over his dad was a Yale University graduate and contributing editor of their Time Magazine. Uh, oh, contributing editor at Time Magazine. So it'd be, I wonder if his dad was Skull and Bones. I don't know. If someone can look that up in the, in the comments, that would be awesome. And then his early career, he was uh, Urban Fellows Program at the New York City Department of Juvenile Justice, and he was working for uh, the Tri-State Region HUD under Bill Clinton. And as the Tri-State Region's highest-ranking HUD official, de Blasio led a small executive staff and took part in outreach to residents of substandard housing. In 1999, he was elected to be a school board member of, for Brooklyn District School 15. The following year, he served as campaign manager for Hillary Clinton's successful United States bid. So, yeah, I mean, basically nothing of... Yeah, it's all government. He worked, I mean, one of his first things uh, that he did in 1984 was working as the Urban Fellows Program under the New York City Department of Juvenile Justice. Of course, it's uh, 1984. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, working with President Bill Clinton under HUD, Hillary Clinton, Charlie Rangel, just another kind of career politician as I could see it, uh, like, like Bernie Sanders. You know, you know, supposedly well-meaning, supposedly educated, but uh, in reality, when we look at his actions, uh, absolutely deplorable. Should be called out to say the least. Again, uh, find me a good argument about not wearing masks. Find me a good one. Uh, again, not circumstantial, not outside of it, but other than inconvenience, I really don't see. Uh, yeah, leave, I, I leave, really don't... leave them in the leave the good reasons or the bad reasons yeah. in the comments below. But, but yeah, yeah, then... all the other stuff. You know, the the, the debates about this. Let's, you know, we could have that another day. We had those and that's great. I love, I like having these discussions because that's the way to find out the truth is to kind of throw ideas out there that may not agree. No, we with should just ban it. No, we should just ban everyone that doesn't agree. Yeah. 
no, like yeah, see, like we're YouTube. trying to prove the point yeah. here. I'm trying to prove the point that it's okay to have differenting uh, beliefs, and it's okay to share those, and it's okay to you know uh, have that conversation. It, it's it's important to do so. So uh, again, um, if you guys have any points, uh, leaving this out to you, other than you know a little slight inconvenience. What, what's the argument against masks? I don't think it's tyrannical. I think it actually hides your identity from Big Brother. There's data showing that it actually stops major sicknesses and illnesses from spreading. It doesn't hurt anyone wearing it. And I think it's the logical common sense to do, it's common sense thing to do, especially looking at all the information comparatively to the countries that, you know, uh, how they reacted to all of this. That's my personal take. Tim has a different one and that's okay. That's what we're here to uh, talk about you guys will let us know in the comment section below uh, what you guys think of this if you like it of course share it with your friends and family members and of course stay tuned for more we should do we should just do a podcast or a live show if we're going to keep going off like this on different ranting shows let us know if you want to see that as well yeah let us here. know i actually i prefer like a podcast ranting back and forth format so i mean let people know and it, by the way join our podcast below so all these get put up on, on the podcast we've got all the links down below for itunes uh i'm blanking out here stitcher podbean spotify all the different places you guys see the links down below and that way you know it's, it's also if you don't even like listening to podcasts but it's also a way where we're going to embed the videos in there so if we if this channel gets taken down or, or we are changes taken down then at least you know how you can still get our content to view it through video or through audio it's all about having choices let us know down below what you'd rather see uh and you know if there's any good reasons to wear them or reasons not to wear them. no one reason not to wear them i'm taking a look over here on the screen and what i see is we're getting back to the hasidic jewish community i see people who are pulling their masks down and then they're probably then you know itching their face and then pulling them back up and so one of the other you reasons sound are, like the world health organization a few weeks ago <laughs> there buddy Oh, back, like back, when, back when I was actually wearing a mask flying through the airport February 19th, back when they were saying don't wear them. Back when so you, what changed back your mind? You no, know, you know, I was wearing a mask back what? when you weren't wearing a mask in February, back when you were thinking of going with Why Jeff. Why were you over. wearing yours then? So now you're a mask because, advocate. Because, wearer, the huh? because the I'm not a mask wearer. <laughs> I, cause I, cause I ha truth be told, uh -huh. I'll, I'll let you know why I had a mask. It's actually kind of funny. So I had a mask six years ago because during the whole Ebola scare, I wanted I already had an Obama mask. And so I dressed up as Barack Ebola for Halloween. And so I'm like, you know what? If there's ever a pandemic, now I've got all the crap and I bought like extra stuff in case this happened. So I thought I'd look less crazy if I could use the cover of the Barack Ebola story. And then I then I then I saw what was going on in February. We we're going to Anarchapoco. I just gotten over being really sick. I think I had coronavirus to start the year off. I was flying into New York City, DC, and uh, I, I, will you get an antibody test to find out if you did or not? If you, yeah, now if you know how I can go get an antibody test, I'll go get one. I don't know. I don't know. There's a bunch of private labs doing them now. Yeah. So if anyone knows in Arizona, Quest, where I Quest can go is get doing one. them. Okay. LabCorp is doing LabCorp and Quest are doing them. So well, I'm not really that tested there. Yeah, I'm not saying I want to go like hug, you know, a Chinese citizen or do anything like what all they're saying or hug someone with, you know, who has COVID. But at the same time, I'm not also freaking out about this as well. Uh, so who knows? I'm sure we've touched on enough hot button issues right now that, you know, let's see if, if we keep this going with we'll this piss off everybody. So let's just see what side of the debate people are on. Welcome. Welcome to my world. Yep. yep. Welcome to. Uh, welcome. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see you guys stay, later. Stay tuned for more. Yep.